My wheezing is going to be particularly bad this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I think that people like it. Yeah. It really <laughs> distinguishes getting... our voices. <laughs> yeah. It humanizes you a bit more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hi, campers. Welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. And I'm Madison. And welcome. Hi. (laughs) Yep. We're doing great. Um, We are killing it. Yeah, we're killing it. You know, campers, it's a Saturday afternoon. We don't normally record on Saturdays or afternoons. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I mentioned in the minisode, I have been ill and I just, I couldn't do and it. And not in the good way. Yeah, not. <laughs> not in the like cool way. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> well, you know, just in case people were wondering. They were. I, yeah. I can hear it already. Um, <laughs> how's your week been? Oh, busy, but great. Um, we finally finished the latest season of what we do in the shadows. Oh, are you done with it yet? Yeah, obviously. Oh my <laughs> God. I have so many concerns. I know. Um, I actually, okay. So I wrote something, what we do in the shadows related down to talk about today, please, please. Um, and here's the thing. I did delete the Twitter app off of my phone, but if mm-hmm. I hadn't, here's what I would tweet. <clears throat> okay. Is this going to be a spoiler? No, not okay. at all. <laughs> um at whatever the twitter handle is for the show at what we do in the shadows put null fielding on your show you cowards honestly please you guys i mean just can you imagine him being on the vampiric council (laughs) yes it's all i want i think maybe i talk about null fielding too much um but i think it's I think it's exactly the right amount because I think about him a lot because I just <laughs> love him so much. And Bake Off is on again. Yeah. So I'm never not thinking about Noel. Oh, I didn't watch yesterday's episode yet. Oh, I have, a, was, I have another episode. It was actually a really good one. Okay. I did. It was um, free from week. So like free from dairy, free from... Oh, uh, gluten, like every challenge had a different free from thing. Sure. That's oh. cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Wow. I can't wait. I know. What's been going on with you? Well, just a lot of TV watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, same. Because I have been sick in bed. Um, and so I've, I've just gotten so far on some television I read I okay here's a confession I have mm-hmm. you know I like to read um I do know that you do know that mm-hmm. I this past week just started my very first Agatha Christie <gasps> which one and then there were none you've never read and then there were none no isn't that insane who that am I crazy also I feel like we read it in school but Maybe it's not a required reading. Mm, no, we never. Oh, wow. It. You are going to love it. I need a full yeah. synopsis from you whenever you're done. Yeah. 
I will. Yeah. I've had to restart it quite a few times because the very first like chapter has all those like sub chapters where it's just like, like this person, this person, this person. And I was so like feverish and on so much cold medicine (laughs) that I could, I was just like, it's a lot going on. This is is being processed (laughs) by, um, the, the half working brain that I have. Yeah, for Um, sure. Yeah. So that's exciting. I know I (laughs) rewatched the parent trap classic, you know, is just your favorite favorite. movie. Yeah. It's (laughs) truly so good. I will say it had been several years since I've seen it. Uh It hits different when your parents are divorced. (laughs) Uh Oh, okay. (laughs) So there was that, um, that I've had to kind of reconcile. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a long time before that happened. Um, but still such a great movie. Right. Apparently Lindsay Lohan's getting back into the acting game. I heard she's oh, got a movie God. coming she out. She was so good in it. I know. Um, I know. At work, we were talking about Parent Trap, which is what kind of spurred me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone asked, um, where would you rather live in Annie's London house or in Hallie's Napa house? That's tough considering I don't really remember a ton about what they look like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fair. My heart says London. I, well, that's the thing is that was my heart too. I was like London, obviously, but the London house, they don't spend a ton of time in it. So there's that, um, in the movie and it's like, it's fine. It's just like an old London house. And so if you look at the house alone, like location, not factored in the London house is just like kind of like Neh. and then the okay. Napa house is this like beautiful sprawling estate with just like so much open air and a vineyard sure. and a pool like all of this stuff all right well they got me there classic Napa yeah <laughs> did you watch what I told you to watch yet the jinx I... oh <laughs> That was only like two days ago that you told me to do that. And I was like, no memory. Um, No, I haven't yet. Because here's the thing. Having been sick, I started so many new things. And so now I have to kind of like do some wrap up. See it through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we'll probably start that. We're very close to finishing season three of you. Um, Which is good. But again, so I was so feverish that I like woke up at night so stressed out by that show. It is stressful. It is very, it's very so stressful. stressful. And I don't like what it does to me psychologically. Like, why am I rooting for this psychopath? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Both of them. Like, both I'm weirdly them. rooting for both of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I told you I like in earnest started watching the crown. Right. Um, which is very good, but has really just reminded me that monarchy is just, I mean, no offense, but it's a little sus. Why does it exist? Like these people clearly are not qualified <laughs> for what they're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, I have questions, but uh, very I... well, very well done show. Yeah, I need to get back into um, The Crown. I watched up until What's-Her-Name took over. 
obviously an incredible actress and I'm just Olivia Coleman Olivia Coleman I love her dearly but I had a really Mm -hmm. hard time with like adjusting to the big time jump Mm -hmm. and like having a completely new person play the character Mm -hmm. yeah but I don't know I need to give it another go yeah I haven't I'm still on season one I'm still so because the episodes are long they're long and it's a lot to digest. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like kind of a slow burn at points. And so it's like, you really have to pay attention, which is not always yep. my, uh, Milieu. my biggest strength. Yeah. <laughs> attention. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah. What have you been? Well, you said you finished what we do in the shadows. Have you been watching anything else? I started. I, yeah. I started the latest season of big mouth. Um, which I don't know if you watch, but no, haven't gotten I don't know yet. that you'd like it. Oh, okay. I honestly can say, I don't think that you'd like it. <laughs> okay. Which is fair. Um, but it's good. I just, I obviously love Nick Kroll more than mm-hmm. anything. Um, so good. but yeah, the jinx is really just, uh, really sticking with me. Our friend Colleen obviously mm-hmm. suggested it and I cannot believe I had never seen it. If any of you like, um, you know, um, murder documentaries through crime. crime, go to HBO and watch the jinx. If you haven't watched it yet, cause it's just insane. And I couldn't believe that I had never heard of this story. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all I've been watching though. I don't think there's anything else of note. All right. Well, any other items? I feel like no, my life is very boring. Same. Right I now. might have to cut this out, but um, okay. I feel like there was something I saved. But again, could have been a fever dream. Could you know have been. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so I saw this on Reddit this morning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me a lot of when. I covered the Mutter Museum, I okay. think. Um, but it is um, <laughs> cause of causes of death in London in 1632. Oh no! Um, and I, it truly is so funny. Okay, I'm gonna read. <laughs> I'm gonna read some of these to you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we have obviously some of the the old classics. Uh-huh. Um, like aged, of course, sure, fever, the big um, ones executed, right? <laughs> plague, yeah, um, of course. Can you really call it a plague though? If only eight people died, <laughs> yeah, that feels like that not feels a like just like level. an illness, yeah, yeah. Um, then there's some really good ones. This one says cancer, comma and wolf uh, sure <laughs> they go hand in hand really they do um <laughs> 38 people died by uh king's evil sure um once again monarchies what is yeah. going on why why <laughs> these are just so goofy uh nine people apparently died by burst and rupture <laughs> Which yeah. is alarming. That is yikes. <laughs> One person was bit with a mad dog. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is my favorite one because it just says 
suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) Just Um, suddenly died. Yeah, just that is that's not the reason. It's just a descriptor. It's that's weird that that didn't fit into the cancer slash wolf category. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Um, One just says issues. (laughs) Same. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna go. (laughs) Uh, mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just a little throwback to one of my favorite museums we've covered, which was of course um, the. Modern Museum. I was great. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Um, but I think that's all I had saved to share with you and our campers. Uh, it was lovely. It filled my cup, if you will. <laughs> Good. Because I know yeah. how. <laughs> I know how much you love medical anomalies from the 1600s. That's right. I, it's um, truly one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, should we kick this intro to the curb? Yeah, let's get it. Let's do fucking it. Fucking out of here. <laughs> Bye, intro. Bye. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> as I was just telling you, it was, I love spooky museums but it was so fun to get back to just regular weird ass museums oh yeah um so here we go it's april 1992 in this story not real life Um, i was one year old (laughs) it was just a little baby (laughs) los angeles is in the middle of a civil uprising in the wake of the death of rodney king Mm. Rodney King, a black man, was the victim of racially motivated police brutality, and the four offending LAPD officers, all white, of course, course. were acquitted by a jury on April 29th. Mm. Um, For five days, the city erupted into protests and widespread assault, arson, and looting reigned the streets. Tale as old as time. Yeah. Um, And obviously, I don't condone looting. But in this case, specifically, it did bring national media attention to a tiny niche museum in Hollywood. Oh. Looters stole thousands of dollars worth of artifacts from the Lingerie Museum on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, so before we get silly, and we will get silly, um, I do want to, and we'll get back to the LA uprising in a little bit, but I wanted to make sure sure that I put some context in here. I know it's kind of a downer to start uh, an episode that way, but I think sometimes as I'm doing my research, I forget or kind of breeze over the fact that these weird museums and all museums um, don't exist in a vacuum. Um, I think especially a lot of the smaller museums are really such important cultural um, I don't know, stalwarts of the communities that they're in. Yeah. And I appreciated the reminder during my research. Um, and also black lives matter. Yep. So, you know, yeah. And I think it's good to give like the social context sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a part that I'll get to later in this episode that talks about, um, the, well, they call it the LA riots, but, um, the LA uprising. And I didn't want to just like skip over that for the, 
for the, for the giggles. Um, so we're going to start putting that into some social context. Love it. Um, but now let's get silly. Okay. So the lingerie museum was created by and housed within the flagship location of a store called Frederick's of Hollywood. It's named after the founder, Frederick Mellinger, who started his business in 1947, selling a wide array of lingerie and lingerie-adjacent goods, uh, like bras, underwear, corsets, slippers, hosiery, 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 hosiery. It's I'll a lot of those times. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's somewhere in there. Just pick one. Yeah, uh, and of course, special occasion lingerie, mm. um, which, like, great. We love lingerie. We love sex positivity. But like, can you just let the people that have boobs do it, sir? Yeah. Also, I want to say slippers. <laughs> I did not know yeah. slippers were considered. Well, it's, that was in the la- lingerie adjacent. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which, by the way, I remember um, when I was a child, I was reading a sign that said lingerie and I pronounced it lingerie. Lingerie. So. <laughs> Which is, you know, also cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Wikipedia claims that Mellinger himself actually invented the push-up bra, which is, again, annoying. Yeah. Uh, but my research in a lot of other areas showed quite a bit of confusion on that front in the origins of the push-up bra. Uh, so I'm going to do a quick little tangent because when I tell you that during this research, my jaw was on the ground, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, there, there's no. just a lot about the wonder bra that I didn't know. Um, yeah. so Wikipedia says that Frederick Mellinger invented the push-up bra, but they also claim that the Wonder Bra was the first push-up bra ever manufactured, which he had, from what I can tell, nothing to do with. So we're a little mm. bit at odds, um, which is fine. It's, you know, free encyclopedia, um, right. but I just don't fully know the truth. Um, <laughs> but apparently the Wonder Bra itself was trademarked in the U.S. in 1955. Uh, and like I said, tons of conflicting information about this and who did what when um so for the origin of the wonder bra i'm gonna actually go with the wonder bra's own website um in which they said that um it was developed in canada by mo nadler moses Mm. mo nadler Mm -hmm. um, another guy classic Classic. uh, who began making bras under the wonder bra brand name as early as 1939 uh, and the push-up bra we all know and love was released by the same company in 1961. Mm. Um, so here's where it gets just like, I don't know, maybe this isn't actually as weird as I think it is, but I love it. Um, so Mo Nadler was the founder and majority owner of the Canadian Lady Corset Company, which produced these bras. Um, and then this is directly from Wikipedia. So take it with a grain of salt, but I did, I did verify that this information is actually correct. In 1968, Canadian lady changed its name to uh, Canadian lady Canadel Inc was sold to consolidated foods, which is now the Sarah Lee corporation. (laughs) (laughs) What an Um, origin story. Yeah. And later became Canadel incorporated during the 1970s. Wonder Bra was repositioned as the company's fashionable and sexy brand and became the Canadian market leader. And it's like, 
it's this, it's Sarah Lee, the bread and like frozen pie people. Um, they were, they owned Wonder Bra and apparently they owned a ton of other like clothing and like other consumer goods, not just food brands. Yeah. Um, they own Playtex, which is insane. Um, that's tampons, <laughs> like all of this stuff. That reminds me of like, well, I think it feels like it's the opposite of uh, something that I definitely want to do an immature history on. But um, just to mention it quickly, the Oneida Silverware Company started mm-hmm. out as a sex cult. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> they made silverware to like make money for their commune. <laughs> oh my God. So we'll do a full story on that, but it's like the oh opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite. Um, and so apparently Sarah Lee was the owner of the Wonder Bra until 2006. Oh my God. When, yeah. And then, so that is when they sort of decided they wanted to focus on um, like food and beverage. And so they divested several of their non-food brands and Wonder Bra was sold off to a private equity firm who then in turn sold it to Haynes in 2014, where it resides today. Oh, okay. What gotcha. a ride. What a ride. A real roller coaster. I mean, I just, I want to know who Sarah Lee herself was because like, I mean, just interests galore. Yeah. So varied. I, I need a full biography on Sarah yeah. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now back to Fredericks. Uh, as a brand, they were the market leader in lingerie until the 1980s when brands like Victoria's Secret entered the scene. As such, they were well positioned for some good old fashioned influencer marketing. Right. Some of the most iconic lingerie of all time was from Fredericks of Hollywood, and they enjoyed capital gains from this marketing and cultural shift towards uh, women's sexuality, mm-hmm. which just made me blood red mad that a white guy is profiting off of this. It, but it's so incredibly classic. It's so classic. But like <laughs> women are like, oh yeah, we don't just exist, you know, at, like by the sidelines, we can embrace our sexuality that we've been shamed for for so long. And then some right. white guy is like, yeah, absolutely. And just <laughs> shoveling money into his bag with a giant dollar sign on it. So rude. that's capitalism, baby. <sighs> I hate it. <sighs> um, so my theory is that women were tired of picking between like just mundane, really utilitarian undergarments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then either that or just like um, underwear that was fully made for male enjoyment and not for anything right. else. And so they were tired of that. Um, and they started buying brands that had their comfort and needs in mind. Um, Mm. and that's sort of how Victoria's Secret and other brands hit the mainstream. Gotcha. So as that happened, Fredericks couldn't keep up. Um, the company filed for bankruptcy in 2001, but in 2003, it, uh, quote, emerged from bankruptcy, which I didn't know you could do, Mm. but whatever. Um, Who knows? Who knows how that works? Yeah. I'll never know. Um, Not me. (laughs) And then in 2006, it merged with a sleepwear manufacturer called Movie Star and moved its headquarters to New York City. Oh. 
2015, uh, Fredericks of Hollywood closed all 111 retail stores in advance of yet another bankruptcy filing. Um, but I guess it like wormed its way out of that as well, um, because it's still around. It's just, um, there was a bit more like boring business history in there where it's changing Mm -hmm. hands, but currently it's owned by uh, the naked brand group and exists as online only retail. So you can still cast up, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll get to the museum now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned influencer marketing and that celebrities were known to wear lingerie from Fredericks. This positioned the store quite well when it came to their museum, and they proudly featured the Celebrity Lingerie Hall of Fame, which is hilarious. Just so, so funny. <sighs> the, <laughs> the museum itself was founded in 1987, and over the course of its 19-year run, it did close its doors um in i think 2006 yep that mm-hmm. would be 19 years uh mm-hmm. featured lingerie that captured the nation so i'm going to read off a bunch of examples yay uh we've got natalie wood's bra from bob and carol and ted and alice uh tom hanks's boxers from forrest gump which is so sure. funny to call that lingerie <laughs> <laughs> um susan sarandon's garter belt from bull durham Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Curtis's lingerie set from Some Like It Hot. Oh. Um, and then a classic, Madonna's black and gold tassel bustier that she wore during her Who's That Girl tour. Iconic. Oh, iconic. Um, there's lingerie worn by Judy Garland, Elizabeth Taylor, Greta Garbo, and Marilyn Monroe. Oh. I mean, all the greats. Yeah. Um, there's a fur-trimmed negligee and bra worn by Sybil Shepherd. Oh, um, Peg Bundy's bra from Married with Children. Sure. <laughs> um, a pair of Zsa Zsa Gabor's lace panties. Oh I my. hate the word panties more than anything. But love the name Zsa Zsa. But love the name Zsa Zsa. Um, <laughs> Ava Gardner's petticoat from Showboat. Two bras from Cher. And truly uh-huh. just so much more. Amazing. Yeah. Um, The museum's goal was for the Hall of Fame to serve as, quote, a tribute to the stars who glamorized lingerie, Mm. uh, which is all well and good. But I just I have a lot of questions like, for example, um, what did the acquisition process look like here? (laughs) Yeah, I just imagine. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, what does that email look like? You know, when you're asking. Like, like Frederick is just like, hey, uh, Madonna's agent, do you, like, (laughs) could I uh, take some of those bras off of your hands? Yes. Like, where I'm not a perv, it's more educational. You look so creepy. Yeah. Um, Which leads me to my second question Are they, are these garments washed? Do we think? I, I hope so. I hope so also, but you know, (sighs) when it comes to museum artifacts Uh and if it has to do with clothing, I don't know that they're putting it through any sort of washing. I know that's yeah. Um, also like, how can we be sure of authenticity? I don't want, you know, I'm always, I'm ever the skeptic. Um, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I think a lot of 
a lot of the bras and stuff that I saw like looked fairly normal. Mm. Um, so it's like, you could be yeah. scamming us, Fred. Probably. I would never accuse you of that, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> you know what? I'll accuse him of it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and then, you know, my last question is just like, why? I I mean, I get why, because it yeah. obviously brings people in, but sure. But why? But why? Um, additionally, as a pioneer in the lingerie industry, Mellinger also featured a variety of early bra designs and styles that they had produced, um, as a company over the years. And so you got Mm. to, uh, fawn over celebrity underwear and you got to learn the history of lingerie, which is, uh, cute. Um, and since the museum has been closed for so long, I struggle to find a lot of, um, like information about the museum itself actually Mm. um and so I did find um a very short article on Mm roadtripamerica.com which was written by someone named Megan in April 1998 (gasps) Uh, is it you yes I little seven-year-old me was (laughs) (laughs) just typing away Um, and so it describes Megan's visit to the museum. Um, it was really the only one I found that actually described the experience and had pictures of some of the displays. Uh, so I'm just going to read it to you verbatim. Um, cause it is pretty short. <clears throat> it was raining Saturday morning, but we went to Tinseltown anyway. We arrived on Hollywood Boulevard around nine, which meant that parking was no problem at all, but we had to search for a cup of coffee. We finally found one at a place that claimed to serve the best espresso in Hollywood, which I have no doubt is true. What they aren't telling you, however, is that they may well serve the only espresso in Hollywood. (laughs) Autumn. At 10, the rain had escalated from a drizzle to a downpour, and we made our way up the boulevard of stars, jumping from awning to awning until we reached our goal. There it was, Frederick's of Hollywood, which is more than just a famous store. Frederick's is home to the Lingerie Museum and Celebrity Lingerie Hall of Fame. Mm. And that's what we'd come to see. (laughs) If you want to know a movie star, what better way than to look at his underwear? Sure. Sure. A fair question. It's very intimate. Yes. We walked inside under the pink and purple sign, a stunning array of nylon creations hung on the racks and walls. Mr. Frederick's motto is, quote, don't dream it, live it. Sure. Which is weird. Like, what does that mean? Like in, did you dream of selling bras or just live it? Okay. Just live it. Okay. <laughs> You're right. I'm overcomplicating it. <laughs> Um, and his store makes every attempt to provide you with the hardware to manifest your fantasies. Don't like the use of the word hardware <laughs> talking about lingerie. Yeah, not good. Not good. Unless your fantasies revolve around a lot of net and feathers, though, you may need to look elsewhere. <laughs> At the back of the store, up a marble staircase, is the museum. You can take pictures in there, said a sales clerk, but please don't photograph the sales floor. Darn, I've been hoping to capture an image of some shiny, red, thigh-high, spiked heel platform boots. (laughs) 
Uh, the museum had displays of vintage Frederick's catalogs, some 60s era paraphernalia for augmenting your bust line, and true to its publicity claims, underwear once worn, this actually says once warm, by the, <laughs> by the rich and <laughs> <Once> famous. Warm. <laughs> <laughs> A black sleeveless undershirt autographed by Fabio hangs near a marabou bedecked negligee once owned by Mae West. Fabio. (sighs) The bra Natalie Wood wore in Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice is suspended next to a bustier Madonna performed in. In the next room, we ogled Lonnie Anderson's white peignoir. Is that how you say that? Peignoir? I don't know. I don't know that word. Um, Something black. Sure. Noir. <laughs> I know that much French. <laughs> uh, which was right near Cher's strapless bra, a Joan Collins relic, and Robert Redford's striped boxer shorts. Oh, I love Robert Redford. Uh, a bra labeled as belonging to Phyllis Diller had this side up embroidered across the front. <laughs> and there's more. Milton Burl's drag queen getup is in a case all its own, and two framed edicts signed by Mayor Tom Bradley announced that Frederick's Lingerie Museum is, quote, one of Hollywood's most popular tourist attractions. The museum spills out into the store where along one wall is a case full of mementos from Hollywood's golden age. The black petticoat Greta Garbo wore in Anna Karenina and garments that were once intimate with Ava Gardner, Elizabeth Taylor, Loretta Young, and Ethel, Ethel Merman and Lana Turner, to name just a few. I don't like that they said garments that were intimate with. Intimate? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um, and my search history and like my targeted ads are going to be just really wrecked. off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the collection is growing. A corner display case has underwear from every cast member of Beverly Hills 90210, <laughs> <laughs> including a pair of camouflage underwear, underpants that Tori Spelling wore with a neon orange bra and a cartridge belt. Wow. <laughs> the khaki mm-hmm. boxer shorts Tom Hanks sported as Forrest Gump hold a place of honor, as do Sybil Shepard's bra and stretchy gray exercise top signed by Rosie O'Donnell. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we stepped back out into the rain feeling newly educated in the significance of undergarments and keenly aware of how important it is for stars and maybe all of us to wear the good stuff, even when it doesn't show. You never know when your skivvies might end up in a glass case where the world can draw important conclusions about you, which, by the way, is the same way I approach writing in diaries as a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, like I really thought that the whole Anne Frank like diary being published thing was going to be way more um, likely than it ended up being. <laughs> so I wrote sure. in my diary every night, like you know, subtly um, nodding to the audience. But. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you know, kind of assume that at some point someone might read this, uh-huh. and I need to appear to be cooler than I actually am. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I will say it took me a little bit of time to catch on to that mm-hmm. um, and the idea of that. So, my first couple diaries, I just know they're so embarrassing. Oh, I would love, I love to it. get my hands on those. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Fredericks of Hollywood is worth a gander if you find yourself in movie land and it's flanked by two other retail marbles on the east side is Hollywood toy and costume a huge store with walls and walls of masks wigs and every costume accoutrement you can think of and on the west is St. Pierre's Hollywood Magic Incorporated which sells real magic to real magicians I feel like a magician doesn't need to be sold magic but 
Yeah. Whatever. Something's afoot here. Yeah. Uh, By the time we left, Hollywood had awakened and busloads of tourists were rubbing their hands in the soggy indentations in front of man's Chinese theater and walking along the sidewalk, heads down, looking for their idol's stars. I wanted to yell, hey, why look at at their stars when you can see their underpants? But I refrained. (laughs) I hope they were lucky enough to discover Fredericks without my help. Wow. Um, yeah. So shouts out to anonymous Megan yeah. uh, in April of 1998 <laughs> for that rundown really, uh, really helped. I thought, um, yeah. And then, um, another thing that really made me drop my jaw mm-hmm. in 2005, the company moved their flagship store a few blocks West to 6751 Hollywood Boulevard, but they left the museum behind. Their new space just didn't have the room for the museum, apparently, um, and most of the artifacts were shipped off to a storage warehouse in Arizona, so I don't really know what they're doing um, there. Uh, But you'll remember that I said earlier that the company closed their retail stores in 2015, including the flagship in its new location, and this gave room for another institution we know and love to take its place. Oh, my God. That's right. In 2016 the LA branch of the Museum of Broken Relationships moved in to 6751 Hollywood Boulevard. Oh my God. I just got chills. I know. (laughs) That's so good. I thought I honestly, I truly thought you were about to say that it turned into a men's warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) No, I said an institution we know and love. (laughs) I know. I thought you were being sarcastic. I'm sure there's a men's warehouse very close by. There always is. There always is. Um, but yeah, I think, and <laughs> obviously we know that museum broken relationships isn't in that location anymore. They're looking for another one. Yeah. Um, but uh, just, I love that the poetic nature of that narrative. I love That's it. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. I'd like to now, like I said, bring us back to 1992 to finish the story of the looting situation because it gets so good. Okay. Um, so this is a direct quote from Wikipedia. In 1992, Frederick's lingerie museum drew national media attention when it was looted during the Los Angeles riots. Madonna's black bustier, which was worn in her music video for Open Your Heart, was stolen and has never been returned, despite a $1,000 reward from Fredericks. Madonna gave the museum a replacement in exchange for a $10,000 donation to an organization that supplied free mammograms to the poor, which I don't think that's, um, isn't classified as like giving someone something for free. (laughs) It's like requiring (laughs) a donation yeah either way love it love you madonna love 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 um other lingerie stolen in the store were ava gardner's bloomers and a push-up bra worn by actress katie seagal in married with children one repentant looter delivered Mm. a bag of gardner's and seagal's lingeries to the pastor at nearby blessed sacrament catholic church hollywood wow which like why just why An Austin newspaper noted that Blessed Sacrament's pastor, quote, may be the only priest in America to ever comfort a man who felt guilty about stealing celebrity bloomers. I'm crying. (laughs) Um, 
in an article titled support is generous for bra or for bra museum <laughs> Support is generous. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch noted that such a, quote, uplifting story could only happen in Hollywood. I just, I mean, give give a raise to that journalist. You know what I mean? Yeah, really give them a nice little raise, just like a bra. (laughs) Uplift them monetarily. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, So I don't understand the like psychological drive behind looting and I obviously don't condone it um or and I know that it's like a very uh serious tragic situation but just the idea of all of this like civil unrest going on this like really big you know moment in U.S. history um and it's you know it's a very weighty moment and there's just Mm -hmm. people running down hollywood boulevard clutching like cone bras um that they had just looted is just hilarious the juxtaposition um and then i read in one article that the thieves who looted took um an estimated two hundred thousand dollars worth of lingerie artifacts oh my god which i don't know how they priced that um you know yeah like it's all relative, but yeah. How do you put a price tag on antique yeah. celebrity lingerie? Uh, you don't. Um, you simply don't. Yeah. But also, I just think that uh, I don't know. Is that something like that thieves do when they feel remorse? They give it to a pastor. Like, why is that his problem now? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a good question. Maybe they felt like they were being haunted by the ghost yeah. of the person <sighs> who wore it, so they felt okay, like they needed but to. That would just be more incentive to do it you know yeah that's true <laughs> good point <laughs> like oh <laughs> oh pastor marilyn monroe is haunting me Ugh. like no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no one's gonna be upset about that right. um uh, it's so good um okay so there were only i couldn't find um a lot of reviews because obviously the museum ceased to exist in 2006. So like before the, or 2005. So before like review websites really uh, took off Uh that said, I did find um, two on TripAdvisor. Uh, So the first one is one bubble. It's from Carmichael. Um, And it says, which also they, um, left this review in November or in July of 2014, after which the museum or at which time the museum had been closed for like eight years. <laughs> oh no. So I don't know what they're doing, but it's really funny. Um, so it says this place gives new meaning to the concept of tacky and trashy and of tasteless, not sexy, not sensual, just gross. Could Damn. be so much more. And like, no offense, Carmichael, but I don't think anyone is trying to like get you turned on in this museum. It's not supposed to necessarily be sexy or sensual, you weirdo. Well, and I'm, I'm just also not surprised that it was a guy named Carmichael who read this. Carmichael. (laughs) What are you dropping? Butler school. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then the next review that I saw, actually, this was really cool it's anonymous um and it's four bubbles 
Um, and it says view to a thrill. I happen to have had the honor of being the ghost designer for the Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie museum. Many of the non-celebrity garments featured were actually made by me in the late 80s. It was a delightful project for me, as some 10 years earlier I had worked for a supplier of Fredericks as a lingerie designer, and some of the garments in the museum actually came from my own archives. In addition, I recreated styles from past decades, artificially aging fabrics and trims. Another interesting task was to repair and restore some of the celebrity garments, such as a silk peignoir, there it is again, worn mm-hmm. by Judy Garland. She was apparently so tiny and fine-boned, made of glass maybe. My bones. <laughs> that, her gar- <laughs> that her garment was like a tent on the smallest dress mannequin I could dig up. Wow. I would recommend the museum if you'll be in Hollywood anyway, but it is not a huge display such as other dedicated museums might have. There may be 40 garments on display at any given time. Um, which I just thought that was cool to hear kind of a behind the scenes. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I, I wish I know, or I wish it said like who that was. So we can write up their work. Yep. Um, and that is the Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie museum and celebrity lingerie hall of fame. Oh, wow. I mean, just overwhelming yeah um I do have a lot of sources I need to rattle off really quickly I put them at the end this time um so like I said roadtripamerica.com that blog post um there is an article uh from December of 20 or of 2006 um talking about the museum um being gone um Mm. from the la times and it's called frederick's uplifting museum is dismantled (laughs) (laughs) um wikipedia articles for the 1992 los angeles riots frederick's of hollywood wonder bra and sara lee corporation classic classic um obviously (laughs) wonderbra.ca um because it's a canadian website Mm -hmm. uh, for the history of wonder bra TripAdvisor, um, a blog post on a website called seeing-stars.com, um, which appears to be run by someone named Gary Wayne um, and may or may not have been updated since like 1999. Love Great. that. <laughs> um, and then a small piece in a um, 2016 article from observer.com about the Museum of Broken Relationships and how it uh, took the place of Fredericks of Hollywood. I love it. I, okay. Also, all I can think about is like, if this museum was still going, like what would be, what recent celebrities? Yeah. I just feel like it could be amazing. And I wish that. Oh my God. It was still a thing. I'm trying to think what the like, most recent like celebrity well it would be janet jackson well i guess no because it was just her boob just the just the nipple cover that she had on yes that would be a really good one yeah um (laughs) (laughs) uh, just there'd have to be like a whole display for like magic mike and all of that i feel like that would be very on brand for that yeah based on what i hear from it have you never seen magic mike the, the Matthew McConaughey vest would have to be, have to be on there. display. Yeah, I love it. Um, 
uh, uh, there's so many good ones that I bet yeah. um, would be. Uh, well, if we get enough what Patreon, do you think would need to be in there. <laughs> yeah, if we get enough Patreon supporters, we can probably open this back up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, if you in a past life, maybe accidentally looted a lingerie museum and you don't mm-hmm. know what to do with the cone bra or right. anything else. We have, we a, have PO a PO box. box. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we'll make sure that it, that something, you know, happens to it. Something amazing. Really happen, yeah. But uh, it'll be stored under someone's bed until we can afford to open a museum. Yes. If I've learned anything from these if museums. I learned anything. <laughs> um, but if you want to support this dream, obviously you can go to um, patreon.com slash the museum camp mm-hmm. and become a member. Um, we have like probably at least a thousand museums that we're wanting to open. So yeah, minimum. Yeah, we're gonna need a lot, a lot of scratch. Of capital. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we started doing some uh mini museum videos mm-hmm. uh for Patreon members only. So if you want to see video content from Madison and me, that is your way to do it. Yeah, uh, it's five bucks a month, and uh, you know, it, it just truly that enough said. Enough said. In fact, I refuse to say anything else on the matter. (laughs) My lips are sealed, clamming up. (laughs) Um, and then you can also go follow us on social media. Um, you know, obviously real into Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, our handle is at the museum camp. Yes. On everything. On everything. Um, And if you are listening to this podcast currently on a platform that has uh, reviews and ratings for Mm -hmm. podcasts, it would really mean a lot to us if you would just, you know, do a quick little five star in there, say a few nice things, um, some gently, you know, um, fawning words (laughs) would be great. Don't flatter us too much. Yeah. It would be good for anyone, but. Um, you know, just like a nice little, like, wow, I'm impressed. Yeah. It helps to like lift up the podcast and help other people find it who might be, you just say lift up the podcast, like a bra. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to use as many bra puns as possible. (laughs) We'd really love to clasp your, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So strap in. <laughs> we'll, we'll raise our cups to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And um, you know, I guess we'll see you all next time. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. See <laughs> cup you later. <laughs> Amazing. So, so good. I'm trying to think what we can do with bust. Don't Mm. bust our chops. We won't bust (laughs) your chops. It's bad. It's all bad. (laughs) I'll think on it. 
Yeah, there really are just so many puns that we could be just spilling out of these. Titillating can obviously be thrown in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a free one. Yeah.